The year is 1939. Moonlight Serenade by Glenn Miller is rising the charts. But in an edit studio in Hollywood, California, Blanche Sewell is staring, she's staring at reels and reels of film, trying to figure out how to make this movie she's editing sync with an album that hasn't even been written yet. Mm. But also, concurrently, the year is 1972. Song Song Blue by Neil Diamond is burning up the charts, and in a little recording studio, four lovable lads are tuning their guitars, getting ready to make an album that syncs with, well, they've got it, it's up to them to decide. And the year is 2022. As It Was by Harry Styles is burning up the charts. And in two separate cupboards across New Zealand, <laughs> two foolish boys have done the, the most research possible. 99 films have been watched with Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd playing. And now they've come to this. The final boss. Will it sync with Dark Side of the Moon? These three timelines are all interweaving, and when three timelines interweave, there's only one way you can greet all three. Hello, 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 and welcome to Sync Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and he puts the ape in apricot. Please welcome <laughs> James Barron. Hello, James. Hi, Gareth. What a wonderful intro. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, I, I've got nothing to come up with that. That's just, <laughs> I was flawed. I had something self-deprecating and stupid that I was going to say, and I'm throwing it aside because it's the hundredth movie, Gareth. It's yeah. a cause for celebration. And <sighs> we're going to be covering one of the most important movies in the canon of cinema history mm. but also in the canon of syncing with film Ooh. this is the benchmark we mm-hmm. uh, this is like i feel like i'm at the oscars announcing the winners <laughs> yeah on the podcast it's this is it this is the one that everyone says syncs with pink floyd's magnum opus the night uh 1973 dark side of the moon um yeah we've got it we're doing it this is the yeah. one this is the movie that is the reason this podcast exists like this for is, the season yeah this is the movie probably that has influenced almost every other movie on that we've covered yeah probably and except for maybe it, trip to the moon <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but then again the book was 40 years older than the movie so who's to yeah. say yeah oh man it's yeah it's all happening it's Dark Side of the Moon, The Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Rainbow, as the fans call it. Yeah. The pressure's on. How are you feeling, James? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling quietly yeah. confident about the recording um, and the good. podcast where I'm at. I feel, I feel like I have been well prepared over the last 99 films for, the, <laughs> yeah. for covering this off. I've, I've never felt... I've never been more researched for anything in my whole life, mm. I've got to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, feeling good. Feeling uh, like a like pre-game here. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, mm. Put me in, coach. Is what I'm yelling. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself? Are you confident, Gareth? I mean, 
Yeah, I think it's conf- It's like you said, it's, this is what I've been training for. <laughs> I'm as confident as I think I can be. It's the Super Bowl. There's only one thing to be done, and that is to go scene by scene talking about how we found it. With <laughs> Movie on Mute, album on loud. And as we do whenever we reach a movie is I've got to know what's your relationship with Dark uh no with Wizard of Oz <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon checking in well I've got this podcast no yeah. um uh Wizard of Oz is it's an all-timer I think mm. the like most English speakers on earth like this movie is very well regarded and very well remembered um, mm. Definitely a childhood movie for me growing up. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea when I saw it. I was definitely young, a child, <laughs> a youth, Gareth, when I saw The Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a, it yeah. holds up real well, this it movie. Does, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. When did you first see it? I mean, you can't. It's like Star Wars. It's like you can't actually have first seen it. It's just always been in mm-hmm. your memory. Unless you've actively tried not to see it. Yeah, I don't think I sat down to watch it until I saw it at the Hollywood Cinema in Auckland a few years ago. Like, I actually went to an afternoon screening. Which was so nice to give it your full attention and get all the, like, big screen kind of magic that's happening. Yeah. But I realise now on this rewatch, I must have been late to that. And, (laughs) like, must have also been as a kid not very interested in the black and white stuff. Because there's a lot of that that (laughs) I... Thoroughly enjoyed on this rewatch, but did not remember. Well, sorry, I do have to point out my rewatch was on a train on my laptop. <laughs> what? For this, for this episode. Not my synced watch, but my pre-syncing okay. rewatch. I was, uh, yep, I was on the Auckland public transport just watching um, Wizard of Oz, just alone on my headphones. Wow. And like... I don't fit very well in those chairs, so I was really hunched over. And I was wearing a denim jacket that makes my arms look huge. So mm. I looked like this big man watching his Wizard of Oz. And they were giving out free yogurt on the train. Which what? they weren't giving out free spoons. What so. goes on in Auckland? <laughs> Auckland's different, man. Auckland's uh, over the rainbow. <laughs> it's whole, uh, you, I go there and I see colour for the first time. I think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, free bottles of yogurt, no spoon. And pottles of yogurt, notoriously, you can't put in a bag or it'll explode. Oh. So I just had a yogurt resting on my laptop, just <laughs> watching this perfect film. I love yeah. that. It sounds like it's your, like, pre-workout routine. You're like, <laughs> just crush crush some Oz, crush some yog, and then hit the, hit the gym, hit the yeah. weights. They call me the tin man because I lift <laughs> so much tin. Damn, got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. What a trip. Share. Yeah. What a literal trip. Home yeah. from work. Yeah. And what a trip this movie was. Um, just in in terms of uh, the experience of syncing it, it was, uh, there was, the pressure was on mm-hmm. uh, for for watching this for the show, um, seeing if, catch, catching all the syncs that I could. Um, and I definitely wanted to get it right. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't want to screw anything up and like misalign mm. things. You're like, oh, something happening. So, yes, I did this in the privacy of my own home. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, al- album up loud, movie on mute, etc. cetera. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it. Should we dive into the, to the, the true 
impetus for the podcast, the the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I do need to say, like, not only this is you know a highest pressure episode, but we are helped a lot because mm-hmm. other people in the world have done this, and I've looked into other people's what they think are sinks. Oh, really? And it's a lot like this is like the final. This is like our Avengers Infinity War that we've teamed up with some pretty unlikely characters. Um, I went on deviantart.com, a name I haven't Whoa. heard in many years. Yeah. And a user called umagic65 has posted what they think all the sinks are. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's a lot like, you know, we've had to break a very interesting character out of prison or something to join us. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre guest from beyond the pale coming in. Yeah. Doing a phone interview with us, man. <laughs> but I do also quickly have to point out, you Magic 65 falls out of sync after the first play and they're all wrong <laughs> after the, the oh, final no. eclipse. So, yeah. Wow. There you go. Yeah. We're, we're coming in with the, the definitive edition. So, mm-hmm. if things don't align, if things are out of sync, you're out of sync. <laughs> Step <laughs> you're to on me. A, you're out of sync. You're... <laughs> This whole court is out of sync. <laughs> How has it taken us that long to get to that? Oh. I don't know. Uh, I've done no research into what other people have done. I wanted Good. a pure, yeah. honest Sink Floyd experience, and that's what my notes are going to reflect. Perfect. Good. A- yeah. AKA me trying to decipher what I've written. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh. Exciting. Let's do it. All right, man. Let's- Sink the Wizard of Oz with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Opening titles. Speak to me. You know the drill. The whole deal. MGM Lion is roaring in three mm. times for us. What a guy. What a lovely man this lion is. <laughs> yeah. Second think- best lion in the film, I'll say. Oh, yeah. 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 Up there. There's a re- clear ranking of lions. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy shows up first. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's another line that's got a few things to say. Um, <laughs> and yes, we get the opening credits here. Um, like, in fact, all the credits are at the top, as was the style uh, at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And we're in black and white as well, um, which was, again, the style at the time. Um, this is like one of the first movies released in Technicolor, um, yeah. I believe. I think it was the the like showcase of it as a like as a worthwhile financial decision for Hollywood. Like they were like, this is the use case for Technicolor. Let me Mm. show you why it's so cool. This movie also has a dedication, which I didn't know about dedicating the picture to the young at heart. Yeah. um, Which had, uh, which is capitalized in a strange way, making it sound like young at heart is potentially an organization, but (laughs) I don't know. I don't know for sure. Yeah. It's also a weird kind of thing of like, for nearly 40 years, this story has given faithful service. It's kind of like, you know, if you don't like it, it's your fault because people have liked us for 40 (laughs) years, bucko. Yeah. I think it's mostly like, shout out to the book. This movie got a book. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe check that out. If you liked this and you're young at heart, woo, I got a story for (laughs) you, pal. Um, Yes. Anyway, we get- Introduced to our character, our main character, Dorothy, as played by Judy Garland, Mm. who is like way older than (laughs) what the character she is playing is, apparently. Um, I think she's like 
mid like 30s or something <laughs> playing no. this i'm not entirely certain i'm certain she's, she's 17 <laughs> is she hang on let me work it out yeah uh, i actually i tried to do, do the maths but i'm not maths. surprised if i was wrong uh how old was judy garland okay so she was born in 1922 and the movie came what? out in 1939 oh yeah so so yeah i think you're you're on the money with with 17 there Phew. I was that dead was our wrong. Beloved Sink Floyd segment that has been across every episode. Live maths. James gets it wrong. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, but she's out here with um with Toto, the little dog, mm. little terrier dog. That yeah. one I'm not getting wrong. Um, <laughs> but how old is Toto? He's a cute wee dude. Oh, he's like a hundred. He's timeless. Yeah. <laughs> he's alive today he's the only remaining alive cast member ah yes yeah yeah confirmed <laughs> the ur dog um <laughs> and yeah they're running along a farm road in kansas uh which is like a painterly background version of kansas i feel like most of the stuff is done on like soundstage oh, of um, course yeah uh but yeah uh they're going to tell um the uncle and aunt uh uncle henry and annie m mm. annie m um that yeah that toto has had a run-in with like a nasty neighbor named elmira gulch yeah <laughs> which is a name. fantastic name yeah um yeah like bitten on bitten her leg the dog has not not dorothy um <laughs> yeah and yeah, they're like hanging out here at the farm doing some farm stuff. There's a lot of little newborn chickens coming in and out of this guy's hat, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, nothing major sinking up here. I'm already saying mm. we're like through we're in mid breathe, like the um, vocals of breathe are already kicking in with these people talking and I'm not hearing none of it. Yeah. <laughs> They're just sort of being, yeah, Dorothy's just sort of being blown off and being like, oh, don't worry about it, you know, which I guess is like, I don't know, maybe that's the vibe of Breathe, <laughs> hard to say. <laughs> um, but then we've got our three farmhand lads being introduced yeah. to working on the farm who will become important. Their names are very funny, but they don't really come up very often because their, their other counterparts are going to be way more important to the story. Mm. But they're called uh, Hunk, Hickory and Zeke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, even even in 1939, I feel like being called Hunk is pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you had the whole world at your feet being called Hunk and you chose yeah, to be man. a farmhand. First name Hunk. And he's yeah. like, nah, I'm working on a farm <laughs> all my days. Hunk Dreamsman. Yeah, he mm. is. He's out here dreaming. Um, yeah. Because he's. Uh, I think he's the one that advises uh, Dorothy... Is he? Wait, hang on. Oh, my God. If, I'm, if I get another thing wrong already, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> he's uh, the scarecrow boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's the scarecrow. He's advising um, uh, Dorothy to, like, use her brain. Gosh. Mm. Out, try and outthink the situation here. You, you don't need to fret about that Elmira Gulch. I do love that they're all, like, re already reflecting their future... Uh, like items i don't know yeah they're like penchants they're things they're gonna be asking the wizard for mm. um but yeah uh and uh 
like Zeke is hanging out like by the little uh, the pig pen, getting all the pigs in line. There's so many animals on this farm. Um, yeah. And we go into On the Run as uh, Dorothy falls into the pig pen and Zeke runs in to like rescue her. Um, mm. So, like, our first, like, heightened part of the movie is going into On the Run, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, exactly on the uh, change. And she also starts balancing on this little fence before she falls when they're saying balanced on the biggest wave. Yeah. Which that's is a nice, nice little one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Zeke is, is revealed as that he's, like, just as scared as... He's, like, talking about, oh, get a little courage, see? And that show that oh, Mara Gulch, what for? Like that kind of thing. And then yeah. he's just as scared of like the pigs that he's dealing with here. I guess pigs can be scary, but like, I don't know. Pigs are like terrifying. That- isn't, what isn't it like snatch where the pigs eat people? Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like that these pigs are very well fed, you know. You've mm. got to like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've seen snatch a few times and I'm fairly certain that you have to like starve a pig before it's going to like eat a man. <laughs> you know okay. yeah like they're, they're not gonna do it every day they're just mm. <laughs> so sometimes food you know <laughs> they'd rather eat just some like yummy carrots and stuff yeah so but keep yes. your pigs fed is the moral here that is yeah that's the moral mm. of the wizard of oz i think yeah um, <laughs> that's the only one keep your pigs fed um arnie m says that like that she should stop worrying about elmira gulch and that she should find a place uh where she can't get into any more trouble and Dorothy's like, a place where there isn't any trouble. And then she starts singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is mm. like part of this movie that, again, has like transcended the movie that it's from. I feel like Somewhere Over the Rainbow is just like a song in in canon now. Yeah. You know, people oh, for forget sure. people forget that it's even from this movie. I feel like some of the time. Um, yeah. Well, that ukulele version that blew up like. 15 years ago has kind of yeah. done a lot of a lot of that yeah a lot of heavy lifting yeah um, did you know they yeah. wanted to cut it from the film they thought it was what? like spending too much time in the black and white land mm. and they were like these 1930s film executives were like we gotta cut that for the kids well like imagine imagine a world where they didn't have that it would be a tragic loss to the movie yeah. for sure it's a really yeah. beautiful song in general it's like about longing and like wanting a better life for yourself and mm. like wishing for a, be- a better future and better place um but yeah it's it it's yeah perfectly encapsulating where the character's at in, the, yeah. in this part um but we ain't hearing it we're having on the run <laughs> Yeah, same initials, different song. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good sync. I like that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we do get the crash sound over this as well. We're we're still in On the Run once, um, I think, like, just when the the song ends is when we go into clocks, right? Like, right at the end of Dorothy's song, the clocks of time are coming in. Yeah. um, Which is pretty sweet. Um, oh it's so good because they show up for mrs gulch coming back like yeah. that made me go like oh oh no yeah i think like- my notes actually say well fuck yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> it's what it is it is a perfect sync like as soon yeah. as the clocks come in we have a hard cut to her coming in on the bicycle um mm. which is yeah it's a, a tasty morsel um yeah. 
and yeah pretty oh. much it's it is a perfect alignment like there's no yeah. question this i feel like this is the first time that when people were like crazy enough to do this and mm. the first time <laughs> this is where they were like oh shit we're onto something mm. and then kept going from here um yeah but if we can put on our expert hats and remind everyone just calm them down with the cold facts mm-hmm. that groundhog day has clocks when he wakes up setting off the plot in the endless time loop. Very true. And Iron Man 3 also has clocks when the villain shows up. And both of those got very low overall scores. So, you know, mm-hmm. you can't set your clocks to the clocks, folks. That's you really one can't. of the other morals. Yeah. Mm. It's a notable notable part of our, of our process here. Not always yeah. does it... One sink doesn't make a good overall sink. Yeah. Uh, a blanket of sinks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make a metaphor, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, there's something about broken clocks being right twice. Yeah. Yeah. We need them to be right constantly, never stopping. <laughs> I need a perfectly accurate clock. Yeah. Made by Pink Floyd themselves. Yeah. It's the only thing I'll accept. Um, Elmari Gulch is here to take Toto mm. to the sheriff. Um, to make sure he's destroyed. She wants to destroy a dog, (laughs) which is such a horrible thing to say and want. Um, It's a wild threat to, like, I get that, like, a little dog has bitten you. There's no way that Toto would do enough damage, like, to warrant being destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a little pup. He gave her like really cute little handshake during Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Um, yeah, I don't want him to be destroyed. Um, no. In fact, you can't destroy anyone who shakes your hand. That's why people that's do a it. Rule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what that means. Mm. <laughs> don't like, destroy don't, me. Don't destroy me. <laughs> Pleasure <laughs> to meet you. Don't destroy me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Arnie M. Uh, coming in here with the sass. There's a lot of good lines that have already been uttered that we aren't hearing. But um, this one is one of my favorites where she mm. says that, that that Toto is very gentle with gentle people. That is, which is, oh, it's so good. She like is like all gas, no brakes against Elmira <laughs> yeah. Gulch, which is really fun. Uh, <laughs> really clearly hates her. Um. But somehow Elmira has a warrant to take Toto away. Yeah. In, in her little basket um, on the back of her bicycle. And yeah, she, uh, Dorothy calls her a wicked old witch and then runs off crying because there's mm-hmm. nothing that Arnie M or Uncle Henry can do. Um, and yeah, so like she runs off just before we go to the verse of time, like- right into the lyrics the like first verse coming in um and then uh yeah we have her like not at all holding back and yelling at her like get out of here but i I can't even say it i'm a good christian woman yeah that's a good (laughs) one too yeah um and then yeah she's taking her away taking away toto in the basket and he just jumps out the back and runs back to the farm leaping up through dorothy's window Dorothy has this moment of wanting to, uh, she's like, yay, Toto's back. But then she's like, oh no, Elmira is going to be coming back to find you once she finds out that you're gone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, holds her, she holds the dog to her chest and um, 
as she does this, uh, she grabs her like little suitcase to run away from home. And while this is happening, Pink Floyd sing, no one told you when to run. You missed yeah. the starting gun <laughs> and go into the time solo right when we cut to the next scene of her like running, like walking down the road, running away from home, which is so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a really good sync there. Um, Pretty stoked with that. Yeah. So we go in, we're in the time solo and she want, is wandering down the road and we come across uh, the sign for Professor Marvel, which I assume is some kind of new Marvel franchise coming out soon. Like, yeah, um, he's one of the Marvels, yeah. like Miss Marvel. He's like Doctor Plus Strange yeah. meets Miss Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Husband of <laughs> Miss Marvel, hopefully. Oh, Unknown. congratulations, Miss Marvel. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah, way to go. Season this is, two? I think, Unknown. wait, no, she's really young. So, maybe. Yeah, I think she's like in, in high school or something. So, yeah. I don't actually ship this, Marvel fans. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, she's doing the classic uh, runaway and join the circus move. Possibly hmm. from this unknown, if it's like Ooh. became the cultural zeitgeist that it is from the Wizard of Oz, like running away and joining the circus. I feel like it's one of those ones that's always been around, but I don't know how far back it goes, you know? Me Hard neither. Yeah. I'll just like this invented so much. We'll give it that as well. Cool. All right. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Frank Morgan playing um, Professor Marvel for whatever I've for whatever reason he's the first person that i'm crediting in my notes but here he (laughs) is um yeah he is is hanging out here just like roasting a sausage i guess like part of the circus or just he's doing his own thing i don't know what's going on with him with regard to the rest of the circus maybe he's just like a, a minor like dude who's just out on his own doing fortune tellings and readings i don't know um Yeah, he's got a lot of, like, really funny, quippy lines about him being, like, a fake and a phony, basically, pretty clearly from the get-go, which is, like, letting the audience in on what's going on. But Dorothy's, like, a young girl from Kansas who has no idea what's going on. Um, And, yeah, we look into um, the magic crystal. um, And uh, while we're doing this... Um, Dorothy is instructed to like close her eyes and he's like rummaging through her stuff to get knowledge so that this reading can be accurate. Um, very good. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's like, uh, gives this like reading and talks about, um, Annie M who's like worried sick because she's run away from home. So he is doing the, like, he's, he's being like a liar and a charlatan, but doing it for good reasons. Um, Mm. like lying for a noble purpose, which is like very much his character role um throughout the whole movie which i i like that it's again echoed here everyone is like plays to the exact archetype that they're going to be later on in the story mm. which i think is really well done in the wizard of oz one of my favorite yeah. parts weirdly like as an adult these early because i know where the story is going these these, these black and white sections are some of my favorites um, yeah, this is what I had a great train ride watching these because I pretty much had to get off when the color came in. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> go like into the into the real world with all mm. the color. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he like is telling her to like head home because Annie M is like heartbroken that she's run away. And as she's like, oh, gosh, I don't want that. And then um, 
runs off uh, heading back home and the wind is picking up and stirring. Mm. And this is right at the end of time when this happens. She starts running off home and Pink Floyd sing, hear the softly spoken magic spell. And yeah, it's that is another perfect sync here. Like another like end of scene transition going into great gig here for the tornado, which is nuts. Like, can we can we just like track that (laughs) you know like perfect sync at the beginning and end of this song and going into great gig for like a really trialsome moment in the movie like oh oh yeah because time in a way is using it's you know the long it's a long song that's Mm -hmm. pretty much laying down the plot and the themes of the album so to use it just to kind of lay down some plot and also introduce like some things you're going to call back later and then cut from that to something that's big and kind of magical and uses a lot of air, like Great Gig in the Sky. <laughs> like, what can you do? It'll need a lot of wind in your pipes yeah. to, to drum <laughs> to up that. and sing this track. Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard Claire Tori went outside and just inhaled a tornado and then just walked back in and sung that song. That's put the, that back that's into the it. mic. Yeah. Strength of the twister. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Speaking of, the tornado here is in the background, like, quite clearly, uh, I, I, I don't know, is it fake? It, it's got to be fake. It looks crazy. Like, yeah. it's it's moving around in such, like, a scary way. Yeah. I've I feel like it's seen... made of stockings or something. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've never seen a tornado in real life, so I don't really know no, what like what they look like. But there's such a horrifying natural phenomenon, natural yeah. phenomenon that it's like I can't imagine what they look like from a distance. You know, mm. like it's just yeah, it's crazy, and especially like on this farm, uh, which like tornadoes do happen across Middle America. Like that's yeah. a real danger, a real threat, um, and these. Yeah, they're like getting all the animals locked away and there's scrambling for safety out here on the farm to the tones of Great Gig, which is just such a good vibe, man. It yeah. works perfectly. Um, and yeah, Annie M like is calling out desperately for Dorothy, who's like unaccounted for. Um, she ran off to her room and then disappeared. And so she's very stressed. Um all the family go down and hide be- below ground in like what's probably like a tornado shelter that they have for this exact danger or like yeah. potentially like a cellar on the farm. I don't know. Um, but they like lock themselves intentionally in there because um, they're out of time and they're going to get hit by the tornado. Uh, mm. Yes, Dorothy does get back to the house but finds it empty and she like panics and runs through the house calling out for Arnie M who clearly isn't there. Um, they're already locked up tight in the storm bunker or whatever it is. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, so she just like is hiding in her room with the wind, like whipping at her house. And suddenly from behind uh, the window springs open and knocks her out. And she falls onto her bed right as we get the like more chill part of great yeah. coming in. We've just had the like roaring vocal of um what was her name again sorry you said before Claire um, Tori. yeah just i hope pouring over us and then mm. like into the like more sweet somber moment right as she's yes. like passed out on the bed i was like Whoo, damn um 
And yeah, uh, here we go like into our transitional sequence. We've got the, we see like the house itself spinning around and flying through the air as part of this like delirium. Um, mm-hmm. And then Dorothy like awakens and sees things flying past her window with what I think is just like OHP technology. Like legitimately <laughs> they're like projecting like a footage onto the wall. Yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun stuff. There's like uh, a woman in a rocking chair mm-hmm. and a cow and some people in a canoe. <laughs> just <laughs> yes, like I loved them. Having a good time. They like give a wee wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and did, none of this matches with great gig. Um, no. <laughs> and finally, um, Gulch. Almira Gulch on her bicycle biking along as if nothing is amiss. Um, and then a like match cut happening in front of her eyes, um, where she transforms into a witch on a broom, mm-hmm. exactly the same, and is giving out a, like a terrifying cackle, a witch cackle. Um, great stuff. Yeah. Love me a witch, Gareth. Same, right? Yeah, man. Oh, man. Witches I, yeah. massively underrated in modern culture. I wish there were more witches. I want witches to come back in a big way. James, I didn't think I'd tell you this on mic, but you're right. They are coming back, especially last time I was in your city of Otatahi, New Zealand, Christchurch, New Zealand. Yeah. And look, okay, we've already said the F word. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a children's film. But- Sorry. Um, I walked past a sex shop in Christchurch and all the mannequins were in sexy witch costumes. (laughs) So witches are back. (laughs) Don't worry. Hey man, I'm all for it. Yeah. Sexy witches in my area. Get at me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fly Uh. your bicycle slash broom to my house. (laughs) Goodness me. Get my house in your tornado, baby. Yeah. Take me away. <laughs> uh, um, I turned to our friends um, when we walked past that and noticed they were witches. And mm-hmm. they did not like that I then said, I'll get you off, my pretties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, incredible. Yeah. It is a shame uh, that I wasn't there, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Would have loved that. Uh. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, witches are back. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoked. I'm stoked to hear that. Mm. Uh, yeah. This The house spirals down um, and we see um, Dorothy's bed being like knocked about as it like descends down from the sky and crashing down. Not at the end of Great Gig, but near the end of Great Gig, yeah. importantly. She, she gets up and opens the front door. To the colourful world of Oz, right on the cha-ching of money. <laughs> yeah. Like, the exact moment we get, like, colour creeping onto screen for the first time, we get that cha-ching of money. Um, don't know what this means as a scene. <laughs> Potentially, like, Technicolor costing, like, too much. <laughs> yeah. At the time. But, mm. boy, howdy, does that line. Um, yeah. Side two of the album, like side yeah. two of the film oh yeah. feels so good that aspect yeah as soon as mm. she like steps out and says we're not in kansas kansas anymore i'm like you are so right we are on <laughs> yeah. side two if you think about the 
the the cover of our album here. Uh, yeah. The Dark Side of the Moon cover with the, the prism in the middle with white on the left and the rainbow coming out the other side. We are on, if you split it down the middle mm-hmm. and right here, we go into side two of the album and Dorothy says we're somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Which if we look at the at the album, we're halfway across, we're over the halfway point across the album. We're most likely somewhere over the rainbow. Yeah, you flip that triangle upside down and you've got a tornado as well. It's it's just disgusting. It, it makes perfect sense, you know? When they when they were chopping it up, chopping up this film, chopping up the album, they were like, This is where we put it, you know? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh man i also like i just want to shout out the shot because the way they did it to go from color to real life was they mm. painted it, they had dorothy's stunt double they painted dorothy's stunt double this poor lady gray <laughs> and she opens she's the one who opens the gray door and the gray Whoa. scene which is all painted then she steps back and real dorothy steps it's like that would take so much work and makeup right, <laughs> right? <laughs> Goodness me. Like, I guess they had a lot of, like, grey paint left over and silver paint for the for the Tin Man. Like, maybe <laughs> that was part of it. They're just using what they had. <laughs> we aren't in Kansas anymore. We're over the rainbow. It's true. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, we're, she's wandering around this beautiful, colourful world. Um, and, like, very strange. Like, very fake, obviously. Um, all yeah. the, like, flora and fauna out here. Are looking very plasticky and set designy, um, yeah. But, but still, like, like so very fake that it's beautiful. Like it goes back around yeah. to be like on purpose. Hyper yeah, real. like in a in a Willy Wonka like chocolate factory kind of way. Yeah. It feels like beautiful and magical, but like very fabricated in an interesting mm. way. Um, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, she's. It's, we're out here in Oz, and um, yeah, we got uh, little dudes hiding in the in the bushes yes. <laughs> out here with flowers on their heads. Um, and then, thankfully, Glinda the Good Witch appears um, via Big Bubble. Um, mm. The good the Good Witch transportation method of appearing in a giant bubble. I am <laughs> on board with. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got the bad witch transportation via um, bicycles and uh, flying broomsticks, the classics that you know mm. and love. Uh, but yeah, good witch is invented for this movie, potentially unknown. Um, yeah, and so. yeah, appearing and appearing in big pink bubbles. Uh, she's got a big frilly dress. Thoughts yeah. on Glenda the Good Witch, Gareth? I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm. It's worth pointing out now that obviously Wizard of Oz went many, many different directions after this, after this classic film. Uh, one mm. such way was to the musical Wicked, which I know very yeah. little about. I know what was talked about in season one of Glee, and I worked in an office with a big poster of Wicked, but that's about it. So I feel like she's not as cool and chill and Wicked once you kind of hear everyone's side of the story. Yeah, that but sounds right. Based on this, I think she seems pretty cool. Seems like a nice, nice witch. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Her opening question to Dorothy is that she's like, "Are you a good witch or a bad witch?" And it's mm. like, can't there be an in between? Oh, <laughs> shades of grey, yeah. <laughs> Glinda. Yeah, 
This is, in fact, it's probably this dogma of good witches and bad witches that have led there to be these two wicked witches, you know? Exactly. Just yeah. depression, man. That's the bi- <laughs> two-party system doesn't work, even at all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, criticism of democracy. No. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Um, well, imagine you're yeah. a witch and you see there's already two good witches and there's an opening. You know, there's only four directions. You can't yeah. be the southwest witch of the medium. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've already opened up a, a new opening by dropping your house on the Wicked Witch of the East. Yeah. Which is what we get the reveal of. It's like, oh, I assumed you were a witch because you've just killed someone accidentally. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, murder. Very witchy. Very witchy. Witchy move. Um, hmm. But yeah, the Wicked Witch of the East, we do only ever see her um, feet. Um, she's got these like striped striped socks and ruby yes, red slippers cool. but like that on its own i know this witch had a great look yeah. <laughs> you know like under that house she's looking fire yeah <laughs> what do you what are we thinking is the outfit like red shoes striped socks i think she's hot topic to the from top to bottom mm-hmm. you know like she is just this like scene kid witch yes yeah. That is just like, yeah, she's looking great. Um, yeah. There's like although, a tutu and a My Chemical Romance t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Glenda hates it. She says that only bad witches are ugly, which is yeah. harsh stuff. It's quite the read. Um, yeah. Don't speak ill of the dead, Glenda. God. Exactly. Not a very good witch kind of thing to do. I don't think so. Um, nah. But yeah, we're in the money solo now. We get into yeah. that. As the munchkins come out um, to say, uh, they like try and explain what happened here through song, as is the munch- munchkin custom. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of singing in munchkin land, which is where we find ourselves. Um, yeah, which is just like a town of little dudes, little, yeah. little friends out here. Um, yeah, I feel like the witch, it makes sense that she was wicked when like all your people that you rule over are doing is rehearsing this incredibly complicated song about how happy they are you're dead. That you're dead, yeah. Like, this is not a first take once you get the lollipop guild stepping around and all the, like, difficult time signature changes and, like, hard-to-sing little pitter-patters. Like, this is weeks and weeks. This is a crazy complex song with, like, it goes on for a really long time, much like money. Um, It's a really, yeah, there's lots of, like, incidental characters coming in um we get this one guy coming up that says you killed her so completely so we (laughs) thank you very sweetly yeah (laughs) which is like wow okay they do things different in munchkin land (laughs) um but yeah Yeah. this the song itself is called ding dong the witch is dead um yeah just a wild song about a murder but anyway (laughs) i love Uh, it so much for the term ding dong yeah like just the news ding dong chips for lunch which old witch the wicked witch (laughs) um and yeah they're like just dancing around the the square of their town um with dorothy in like a little carriage being pulled by like i think just other munchkins or potentially like a miniature horse i think yeah i can't remember a munchkin horse um 
yeah and this is happening at the uh, a way away away at the end of um money mm. um and then we get into the like representatives of the mayor's office and things as <laughs> yeah. we get into us and them um doing like a, a full surveying of the of the scene they want to make for sure that the witch is dead mm-hmm. um we get like a miniature coroner <laughs> reading a death certificate <laughs> yeah which is so bizarre he's like she's not only merely dead she's most she's really most sincerely dead <laughs> um yeah and then they're like going around and waking up other members of the town um there are like people i think the the lullaby league here just sleep in giant eggs that's their whole deal like <laughs> their main job is to emerge from a like enormous chicken's egg yeah um, and otherwise sleep in it in full like baby frock and gown yeah uh quite the gig quite the great gig in the sky <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah they come the, we've got the lullaby league coming out of their eggs to uh give us a like a special thanks on behalf of their organization and then um the three buff and burly boys from the lollipop guild (laughs) appear um and they also give their specific thanks and they're like both welcoming welcoming dorothy to the land of oz that's like Mm. their whole deal they're just like clubs you can join i think maybe are you team lullaby league or lollipop guild gareth um it's gotta be lullaby league like i have a bunch of lollipops in the house haven't eaten them like and they've been there since we moved so wow yeah yeah lullaby league what about you i think i'm lullaby league as well but maybe just because like i I feel like it would be a good time sleeping in a giant egg (laughs) (laughs) you know just relaxing Mm. taking my time off that's my job that's my gig I like it. Yeah. They, uh, all the munchkins are singing about how, um, from now on, you'll be history. You'll be his, you'll be his, you'll be history. Um, (laughs) and yeah, they, uh, say that she'll be a bust in the hall of fame. Um, but their song is interrupted by the wicked witch of the West appearing. Yes. um, Who has a startling resemblance to Elmira Gulch. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, she's here to to see what's going on here in Munchkin Land. She's heard the kerfuffle from the west. She's <laughs> come all the way over to the east. Um, and yeah, she's here to claim the magic slippers, the the ruby slippers of the of the dead witch. Um, but uh, Glinda magics them onto Dorothy's feet before she can. Yeah. Um, and in doing so, the like the feet of the Wicked Witch of the East like coil under the <laughs> house, like <laughs> and they're great. They look like they're out of Beetlejuice. Yeah, those feet out of nowhere. 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, the witch swears vengeance. She's like, "I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog too." Um, and yeah, but she has no power in Munchkin Land. It's not her domain her witchly domain she's got no magics here um and so yeah she has to disappear again i love that she both uh, she appears in a cloud of red smoke but then when she leaves the red smoke starts and she has to like get into it so that she can leave (laughs) which is great it feels like an elevator opening or something (laughs) she's got to like get in the smoke in order to get away 
I like that a lot. Mm. Like, it's probably entirely based on, like, real world special effect logistics. Mm-hmm. But it does just invite a world where, like, there's specific rules to your red smoke and you've got to be in yeah. it. And then it appears in the place you're going. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm liking it. I, I feel like you've got to be in it to win it. Pocketbook sized rules of smoke <laughs> and sell that for, <laughs> like, a charity. Rules of smoke. That sounds like a practical effects guidebook. <laughs> rules mm. of smoke. I mean, I think any book called Rules of Smoke would, like, be number Sell one. one. Yeah. By John Grisham. <laughs> yes. Oh. Um, and yeah. Can we get Bill Clinton to help him as well? I love I love that he's doing that. <laughs> get him involved. Yeah. <laughs> get Bill on the horn. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, we do get the short, sharp shock little interlude here. Um, yeah. As all the munchkins get back up after this interruption. They've had a bit of a short, sharp shock. Aww. In this moment. The Lullaby League won't sleep for weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they've got... Uh, so, Dorothy's like, oh, sh- okay, I've got to get out of Oz. It's dangerous here. There's wicked witches after me. She's hmm. plotted to kill me uh, for this accidental homicide that I've committed. Um, but the only way to get out... Um, nobody knows how to, to leave Oz except for the great wizard of Oz. Um, how do you get there, Gareth? You follow the yellow brick road. You follow oh. the yellow brick road. There you go. Which spirals out from the center of town. There's also yeah. like an interlocking red brick road, which I would love to know where that leads. Oh, <laughs> mate. Never explained. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just That's as a counterpoint. Yeah, it circumnavigates Oz the opposite direction <laughs> for we know. Oh, man. Taking it to, like, Zoe, the opposite of Oz. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not once you go there. <laughs> oh. You've got the magnetic witches that live out there on the poles. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or they go, like, up and down and left and right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a very brave kitten instead of a cowardly lion. There's a oh. there's a man tin. He's just really small and he's full of lentils. Oh, <laughs> like a, a tin. That's um, a nice and man. There's, yeah, there's a scared crow. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I think we're onto something. I'm writing this down. The scared crow. <laughs> yeah. He keeps getting scared by all the scarecrows out in the fields. He just wants to get some... He's going to see the wizard to go get some corn. (laughs) He's very hungry. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Oh, yes. Yes. Anyway, we start following the yellow brick road. This is Mm. a great line from Glenda who says it's always best to start at the beginning, which is true. Um yeah, she does her, like, whole fading out move um, back into her bubble as um, the we go back into the Us and Them vocal outside of the solo there. We had, like, the saxophone solo and Us and Them play. Um, and, yeah, uh, we go down the, the yellow brick road um, with everybody following along behind, leaving Munchkin Land uh, with Pink Floyd singing out of the way, it's a busy day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Get out of the way, munchkins. I've got a busy day ahead <laughs> of traveling down this yellow brick road. Um, and yeah, waving goodbye and going into any color you like. 
uh, right as we transition to the um, crossroads scene with the scarecrow. Yeah. So another like perfect sync out of a song, which I'm very happy with. Mm. Um, and yeah, we got the scarecrow uh, here. He's like introduced um, doing the whole pointing in two different directions move. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> um and yeah like like doing like ventriloquism as well mm. so we don't know what his deal is at all <laughs> um and yeah he is played by uh ray bolger i didn't go over this at the start for whatever reason um but each of the the three guys here the three traveling companions are like big um uh vaudevillains and actors and dancers and singers in their own right before yeah. this movie they're like huge deal especially ray bolger i'm pretty sure he ah. was like massively popular um yeah. like before this movie uh he's the most like physically active of the three i think um for sure i think he was originally cast for the tin man and he was like Guys, look at me move. I have to be the scarecrow. <laughs> you seen these spindly arms? I've got to yeah. be scarecrow. Come on. He's just a, such a sweetie as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's out here. He's saying he doesn't have a brain. He's only got straw and he needs to go. Uh, he, he wishes he could be of help, but he, he doesn't have a brain to think of the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, there's a really great line um she where dorothy's like you talk a lot for someone without a brain and he says some people without brains do an awful lot of talking (laughs) it's like damn great line great read (laughs) timeless zingers yeah never been truer (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah dorothy unties him and then um they uh yeah just like hanging out and he sings a wee song Mm. Um, after he, it pro- he provably can't sk- even scare crows. A crow just appears and like hangs out with them. <laughs> yeah. For a little How bit. would you scare a crow, James? I don't know if I could. Crows are like really big and tough. Yeah. They're not like raven big, but they're like tough guys. Hmm. You know, in New Zealand, we don't really have crows. We've got like magpies, I would say would be yeah. the closest equivalent. Um, and those guys fucking buff boys you know yeah, you they're don't brave, really, eh? yeah they're brave boy they're like cowardly lion no 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 never heard of him um <laughs> yeah they're they're tough so yeah. i don't know how i'd scare a crow i just try and make myself look big i guess the classic mm. like stand on my hind legs like a bear <laughs> like a human yeah. pretending to be a bear <laughs> yeah get down on all fours say i'm a bear the crow will go oh that's a bear get mm-hmm. up back on hind legs and be like oh no Psych. bears can't do that now i'm a big tough bear yeah <laughs> oh no how would you scare a crow i uh, definitely to scare a magpie because they love shiny things is i'll yeah. give it a dollar and then i'll play money by pink floyd and it'll be <laughs> scared of all the like bad things money can do and it'll leave yeah. my corn alone <laughs> Damn, got him. Yeah. Got him thinking about commerce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're awakening a new truth in the in the crow <laughs> to scare it. That's yeah. that's the real scare. Oh. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that's all I have is my corn and a big sign that says capitalism. <laughs> that's good enough, I think. Yeah. 
corn for sale and then the crow's like what <laughs> no no <laughs> Um, yeah, so th- we go into like a reprised song where the um, the scarecrow sings about if I only had a brain. Um, as we go into brain damage, which is sick. Yeah, <laughs> for his song, we're having Pink Floyd's song about having a brain. Bizarre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, all of these little like vignette kind of songs have really great lyrics. They're really, really funny. Um, yeah. Fun little songs. Um, and yeah, it's just like it's the same song three times for each of these three characters, which I like tying them together. Um, yeah. And yeah, they uh, like we have the lunatic is on the grass as he's like dancing around. Notably not on the grass. He's on the like yellow brick road. Sadly. Yeah, um, road. If he was out in the field, this would have been perfect, but never mind. Um, <laughs> with all of his stuffing coming out of him. But anyway, uh, he's going to tag along and get some brains from the wizard. I'm sure if he asks <laughs> nicely, the wizard will give him some brains. And um, yeah, he says, oh, I'll be a good companion because I'm not afraid of anything other than a lighted match is how he puts it. A lighted yeah. match. Just, <laughs> I would say... It's lit. That's how I would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that's the, uh, you're the they, only person today across the whole world who said it's lit about an actual match. <laughs> I'd hope so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they head off down the road right as Pink Floyd sing "See You on the Dark Side of the Moon." So they're dancing away as yeah. the album is about to be dancing away. We're nearly at the end of um, the first playthrough. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a scene that I often forget exists in the movie um, with the um, witch is like hiding out in the woods and um, they try and get some apples from some mm. like animate trees like the Ents of Wizard of Oz. Why is no one talking about these tree guys? <laughs> yeah. What's their deal? <laughs> they're just here to be dicks, I think. Like they're... <laughs> <laughs> they get tricked into throwing their own apples at <laughs> at them, which is what they wanted in the first place. Like, Scarecrow, like, sasses them into throwing the apples at them. But these guys are nasty. I guess if you're a tree, you don't have a lot of choice. You don't have a lot of agency most of the time. Yeah. And so, you're just being old able to- and stuck. Yeah. Being able to talk in the land of Oz must be quite freeing. So, maybe that's what it's about. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, this is where they come across the Tin Man who's stuck in the woods. It's just this iron, not iron, he's tin, James, uh, (laughs) out in the woods. He's a robot man um, and he's trying to talk as we go into Eclipse. And so, they oil him up with a nearby oil can um, in order to get his, his... uh, lips moving and his arms and legs moving once more. And yeah, he tells us um, that, uh, yeah, he got caught in a rainstorm out here and he got, he rusted solid and was unable to move for goodness knows how long. Um, mm-hmm. And they say, well, now you're perfect now. And he says, oh, I'm not perfect. Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. And they do that and they take a listen 
uh, at his heart as we're having the heartbeats between the plays yes. coming through, which is crazy. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's undeniable. Like, stop and listen, and the album stops, and you listen to heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> right here. Eclipse hits, like, as soon as, like, it, the the final lines happen over him hitting his chest and everyone leans in to listen as this heartbeat comes in. Mm. Bananas. Um, and, yeah, they can't hear a heartbeat. So, Pink Floyd are like, oh, don't can. worry. We've got you. Yeah, man. So good. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we have his little version of the same song, If I Only Had a Heart. Um, or Had the heart. Is it a heart or the heart? I'm not sure. Oh, Maybe it mixes it up. To know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he longs to have like a emotional human connection kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the here he feels like he's missing out part of the human experience, I guess. Um, interestingly, the whole thing with the um, uh, apples and the tree is perhaps in the story proving that the scarecrow does have a brain because he's the one that comes up with the idea of them of like sassing the trees to get the apples thrown at them. That's oh, all yeah. him. So, it, maybe it's like, these guys actually don't know that they already have these things. And it's just like cluing you in there. I don't know. Unclear. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a weird one. Maybe like if there'd been a couple more scenes like it where they just had to deal with the fact that Oz is a bit of a weird place. It would yeah. make more sense. But because it's sort of the only one that's in there, you're kind of just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Trees, trees are dicks here. <laughs> Piss off tree. Um... <laughs> But yeah, we have his song. He does like a Michael Jackson lean out here on the street. Just classic Tin Man moves. Um, Him and Michael Jackson, I guess, both (laughs) Tin Men. Um, And yeah, he's going to come along too as we get into playthrough two and the breathe vocals coming in. Uh, Yeah. Famously, Michael Jackson doesn't play the Tin Man in The Wiz. He plays the Scarecrow. Well. Rear miss. Yeah, definitely. He should have yeah. seen that move and been like, I've already got all the skills. Maybe he auditioned and they put them in that role. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. He's got more of a scarecrow aesthetic, though. I guess I don't mm. I don't really know. It's tough. It's weird putting myself in the position of casting director of The Wiz. I've got to <laughs> say. I fell into that role immediately. <laughs> yeah. You just um, imme- immediately like sat back and put, made a little pyramid of your fingers and like- Yeah. Imagined headshots. Yeah. Just looking at a big photograph of Michael Jackson and just labeling him Scarecrow. <laughs> Savage as hell. Movie yeah. producer James. <laughs> Musical producer James. Yeah. But we get a sudden and brief witch appearance here as we're at mid-breathe. Um, she just rocks up to be like, man, breathe is sick. Uh, she shoots a <laughs> fireball at Scarecrow and then just bamps out of there. That's <laughs> She's just here to be mean, I think. Yeah. It's great. Like, I, I think she's potentially, like, lying in wait to ambush Dorothy. But now that there's, like, two friends here along for the ride to protect her mm-hmm. and she's like oh i didn't know okay I, i'll need to prepare mm-hmm. other torches i'll throw a fireball and then i'll run away <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah as she gets out of there when we go into uh on the run uh she, we uh race towards an early grave go into on the run 
And, yeah, Dorothy comments on these two boys seeming awfully familiar to her. And they're like, mm. but you would have never have met us before. You know, I've been hung up in that field for a long time. I've been rusted solid for a long time. And she's like, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Into the spooky forest for On the Run. A true oogie boogie, Gareth. Mm. Um, with, yeah, background sounds of spooking our crew in the creepy forest. Um, there's no like actual animals here. Later on, we'll have some scary animals, but we don't have them yet. Um, but they're talking about what animals could exist in the forest. Um, lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Yeah. Um, Forgot this was invented by this movie, by the way. This really? This thing people say. Yeah. Yeah. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Oh my. It's, it's very much. A, yeah. It definitely has evolved past the, the zeitgeist of the movie. Like. Somewhere of the rainbow, you know? It's just a saying. Yeah. I would say it was the most, like, um, of the Oh My's. It probably ran the Oh My Gambit all the way up until 2014 when Run the Jewels released Oh My Darling, which had that <laughs> sample of, like, Oh My. Oh My. <laughs> and then, yeah, then we had two great Oh My's. Yep. Yeah. It took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows when the next great Oh My will come? Another, like, 70 years from now <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. Brought to you by Omira Gulch. Damn. Got there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, Toto, like, uh, is coming, is running along and um, suddenly a lion appears yeah. from the from the whole lions and tigers and bears. I'm sure there's a tiger and bear understudy also waiting in the wings. Uh, if the lion failed here <laughs> at becoming a friend. <laughs> Um, They're like sprinting there, like, we can do it. We can make a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, no one comes in these woods. Um, And yeah, he's like coming out here. He appears to be a big tough guy scaring the crew. Um, All the friends are very scared of this lion who's like, I'll take you both together. I'll fight you one on one. (laughs) It's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just the way this guy speaks, uh, Bert Lahr is his actor name. Uh, Jack Haley, sorry, plays the Tin Man. And Bert Lahr is the Cowardly Lion, who he's just got such an interesting way of speaking. Um, Yeah. uh, I don't don't know where it's placed uh, in America. Uh, it's, it's the Oz accent. It is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's, yeah, he's just got this wild diction. Um, yeah. I would have assumed he was the most famous actor because he kind of gets the most like, this is me. This is my kind of thing. He does. That I do. And then he gets a second song. He does get a second song. We'll get there. Yeah. Oh, but we've we'll got to have that. his first song first. And that's what we're having now. Yeah. Because um, he, it, it proves that, that he, um, Gets he actually uh, scared himself. Um, Dorothy slaps him on the nose, and he like immediately bursts into tears, mm. um, proving that he hasn't he hasn't got any courage at all. I even scare myself, is what he says. Um, I do love that he keeps dabbing his eyes with his tail as well. Yeah, <laughs> just like having his tail as a hanky is just such an inspired character choice. I yeah, love that. this tail puppetry, by the way, is amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, a lesser someone- film would have just let that tail hang. <laughs> yeah, there's someone in the background that's like fully in charge of this tail at all times, yeah. and they'd put it in the work. This tail yeah. is flopping back and forth like crazy. 
Uh, if you were related to the talesman of Wizard of Oz, <laughs> let us know. The tales on the show. Weave us yeah. your tail, talesman. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, he sings his song. Um, his version. We've had uh, "If I Only Had a Brain," "If I Only Had a, the Heart," or a, a heart. I'm just, I can't remember which. Sorry, um, but his is "If I Only Had the Noive." Yeah, <laughs> the classically pronounced nerve. I don't know. It's just such a wild voice. The noive. Yeah, noive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's going to come along and get his courage from the wizard. Yeah, and yeah, they set off skipping along through the woods. Um, off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, now, it's at this point in the story where, like, you know, you're all the, the table's completely set for the classic Wizard of Oz we all know. Mm-hmm. And I noticed something, that we have this, like, 10-year-old character. They ki- they get their little pet that gets, you know, that yep. fights neighbours. <laughs> and then they head out and they meet another um, mystical creature, take them along on their journey. <laughs> Yeah. Another mystical creature and take them along on the journey. And then another completely different mystical journey. And it's, at this point, I'm like, Wizard of Oz inspired Pokemon. <laughs> so we have to bring back our classic segment. And this will be an awful question to spring on you out of nowhere. So I did prep you for this. And I you hope did. You, <laughs> hope you had a chance because you're the expert on Pokemon. Yeah. What would Dorothy's Pokemon team be? Some would say I'm a Pokemon master. <laughs> wow. The very best. Like no one ever was. Like no one ever was. Yes, I have prepared a team. Of course I have. Why yes. would I not um, for Dorothy? As yes, as she's out here collecting them all, um, got to catch them all. Um, the Oz members. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did base her team off of the characters in Wizard of Oz because I thought Good. that made the most sense um, and her companions. Uh, but they aren't enough, uh, notably. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, of course. So, I've included the witch and a flying monkey as well. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Just because I can. Um, so, yes, we've got um, Toto, her key companion, her main main boy, from the mm-hmm. get-go, who's represented by Herdia, who's like a little terrier dog guy. He's a middle evolution of like a um, a dog Pokemon from the fifth gen. Um, yeah. He, he looks, just looks exactly like him, right? Exactly the same, yeah. yeah. He, he legitimately is Toto. Um, <laughs> so, I think that that one's fine. Um, Scarecrow was tougher. There's not really many Scarecrow-like Pokemon. You'd be surprised. They haven't really like delved into that um closest i came up with with was cacturn who is like a cactus pokemon who sort of looks like a scarecrow he's got like a hat and a creepy eye yeah um he's a little bit more threatening than our friendly scarecrow but there's not really any kind uh scarecrow types i considered mimikyu for the role of um Ooh. Uh, scarecrow but mimikyu's like even creepier so i don't yeah know. that's the ghost pikachu kind of yeah. thing dressed as a pikachu yes yeah um tin man i had a lot more options um mm. but i settled on bishop who's also fifth gen um oh. who's like a big uh metal man um with pointy <laughs> arms that's his whole deal is like what if the tin man had swords for arms <laughs> kind oh, of yes 
Uh, yeah. So he's he's the Tin Man because he's a metal man. Um, yeah. Cowardly Lion. There is um, there's a few um, lion type Pokemon that I considered. Pyroar's the closest because I chose Pyroar mainly because Pyroar. I think their design is a bit sad looking. <laughs> like, <laughs> they aren't that. Like there are like there's like Arcanine who's like I think like a big like powerful fire dog you know yeah um, who could be like what an actual lion is like and then there's a couple of other lion type looking Pokemon but Pyro always kind of looked a bit like sad to me <laughs> so I was like that's that's perfect there uh, we got the Wicked Witch who's along for the ride on the team. She uh, In this version, in the Pokemon version, she befriends the Wicked Witch and her monkeys. Yeah. And captures um, them. <laughs> captures them to bring them on the journey um, as powerful allies. Um, we've got Miss Magius, who is like the clear witch choice for Pokemon. Yes, big, big witch hat. Big witch hat, big witch ghost energy. Um, very cool. Good stuff. And... Mm-hmm. Flying monkey. I don't know. I, I opted to have a flying monkey involved here because, like, the rest of the characters are, a little, are like, a little bit tougher. I guess I could have gone with, like, Glinda the Good Witch, but I didn't really want to represent her on the team. Um, <laughs> I'd rather have a flying monkey. Um, yeah, of course. That said, there aren't a lot of flying monkey Pokemon. There are a lot of, like, monkey Pokemon. There's, mm. like, Apom and and uh, who else? Um, Mankey. Yes, um, Primeape. You know, yeah, those lads. Um, uh, but there's no real, like, flying ones, which was was tough for me. I, I settled on Gliger um, ah. to represent this guy, who is, like, a bat. Um, mm. But is, like, a little mischievous, like, monkey boy. He's got his tongue sticking out. Um, I don't know. He has the same energy as these flying monkeys to me. Mm, um, absolutely. And eventually becoming Gliscor when he's like a big tough monkey guard or something. <laughs> but yeah, that's the team. Herdia, ah. Captain, Bishop, Pyroa, Miss Magius, and Gliger um, out here in Oz. Yeah. Yeah. The, new, the latest expansion for Pokemon coming at you is the Oz yeah. one. Some Pokemon. decent coverage on the team as well, actually. Yeah. I think it'd probably be pretty usable. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon Ruby Slippers and Sapphire Slippers. <laughs> Sapphire Slippers. What do they do? They, they um, don't take you home. They take you to someone else's home. They yeah. take you, put you in a new home. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I hope all the listeners recovered from the, like, sharpest left turn I think we've ever made. A short, sharp to just shock. go deep into Pokemon. Yeah, man. But, you know, it had to be done. It's the... It's the hundredth movie. Yep. We're, yeah. We're gonna look Gotta back bring them on back. a segment that really could have been its own show initially, but <laughs> we've buried it in our Pink Floyd podcast instead. Yeah. Show within a show. Mm. Um, much like the witch is watching on her crystal ball here. She's yeah. surveying the scene, um, checking out the adventures of these people, uh, this Pokemon team traversing the lands of Oz. Um and she's like, ah, they've made it. They're nearly at Oz. We better get involved. And t-. she's like, I'll take care of this, which I think is yeah. such a like a villain thing to say. It's like especially because she has been taking care of it. Yeah, it's like no who else? Is. Yeah, who else is going to? And what have you been doing up until this point? Yeah. 
Um, it's a very confusing thing to say, but it's great. Mm. Um, I love her assistant as well. This little flying monkey is just watching the magic orb as well and like yeah it reminds me so much of when i'm at work and like someone's computer isn't working and i'm just pretending to help i'm just like kind of leaning over it like <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's good that's a good idea try that oh it worked <laughs> way to go team good stuff good work everyone. i'll yeah. take care of this is what you say <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, man. Maybe the monkey was in charge of it up until that point and hadn't been yes. doing anything. He's just been watching the whole time. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, his, like, little face, his, I guess, monkey mask is just stuck in such a, like, happy little empty yeah. grin that I just can't help but relate. They're so happy, all these lads, all the monkeys. Yeah. They're, they're quite scary, but they are very happy. So mm. they're living a good life in the land of Oz. Um, we'll, I'll cover them more when we get to the witch's castle, but yeah. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, part of the plan here is a poisonous poppy field that will, um, put the crew to sleep out here. Um, as we go into the time solo, um, over these fields, um, which looks really good. The, the poppy mm. fields before, um, Oz, uh, out here, it's just like a really pink Floydy, very surreal, image visual you know um yeah. you can see why people would be doing this in the cinema putting these things together you know <laughs> just for these scenes in particular mm. um yeah they point out that the, the city's over on the horizon and start running towards it um but dorothy starts feeling faint as we go back into time's verse um toto has already passed out succumbing yeah. to poison slowly <laughs> And yeah, Dorothy feels faint and like lies down in the flowers. Uh, Tin Man starts to cry and rust up and mm. the lion also starts um, wanting to pass out. I guess the two that are immune, like the Tin Man presumably doesn't breathe as like a, a Tin Man. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and neither does the Scarecrow being an animate pile of straw. Um, and so they are unaffected by the by this poppy poison and uh yeah they determine that this is some kind of magic spell and they don't know what to do so they start uh screaming out for help um which works they call out for help and glinda the good witch appears through overlay over the screen <laughs> yeah and um does a bit of magic to change the weather to snow makes mm. it snow on them and everyone wakes up over time's tempo change. As soon as we get the like, um, the change in, yeah, the change in tempo in the song time at the end, just before like uh, Great Kick kicks in, is when it's, it, it, people are waking back up, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The snow, unfortunately, has rusted Tin Man in place. And so they mm -hmm. save him with a bit more oil. But um, yeah, the witch is pissed off that her plan didn't work um it's she's like didn't count on these friends helping out each other <laughs> they yeah. assume they just like go on with their or like not figure out a solution so <laughs> they very nearly did but um yeah yeah uh but yeah poisonous poppies uh something to think about in this movie <laughs> pretty intense it is something to think about and it's also yeah. hard to be excited about the snow saving them because 
the snow is made of asbestos. Oh my god. Yeah. That's that's a poisonous poppy, baby. You don't want that. Yeah. Don't be inhaling that. Yeah. Wasn't the paint that covered the Tin Man like full of lead as well? Like Almost definitely. The latex mask on the scarecrow left him with permanent lines on his face. Holy like, hell. Don't read the behind the scenes for this movie, folks. That's quite depressing. Wow. Yeah. Movies. What yeah. different time back in 1939. Gosh. Oh, man. Yeah. We've 100%. learned a lot since then. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, so now if people like complain about someone being CGI. It's just like, well, you know, no one's left with permanent lines on their face. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not having to put a man in a, in a, uh, in a latex mask. Man. Mm. More for me. A lesson learned from the yeah. Wizard of Oz. There you go. Um, <laughs> yes. Anyway, we hear the softly spoken magic spell at the end of time uh, as the spell itself has been broken. So, I feel like that's potentially an anti-sync there in our, in our perfect sync so far. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, we ain't... I guess that they're potentially heading towards the magic spell implying, like... The, the land of Oz and the Emerald City, right? That could be magic spell. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I feel like if anything's an anti-sync so far, it's that. Um, yeah, for sure. But yes, they head off towards the city once more as we go into Great Gig. Uh, and yeah, um, she, the witch also heads off on her broomstick. She's like, oh, I better get to the city. I'll do it myself. Sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take care of this, she says, <laughs> and takes off on her broomstick. Um, and yeah, uh, the crew make it to uh, the city and um, there's a very angry guardsman who is very familiar here. Um, I love that this guy um, plays like most of the characters in the Emerald City. Um, yeah. So good. What a good choice. Um <laughs> Yeah, he says that the doorbell is out of order and so they should uh, knock instead. He, like, puts a sign up, which is very confusing. Uh, a lot of this, like, these jokes here, I feel like, are very 1939. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, definitely. And, like, are just very long and drawn out and very strange. Uh, I don't know. I feel like someone wrote them down and was really, really proud of them. And then yeah. they're like, yep, <laughs> let's put them in the movie. Uh, uh, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. That's a type of joke where you feel like someone wrote it down and is very proud of it. Yeah. And yeah. Like I, I love those kind of jokes, but I, I think I know oh, for yeah. a fact you don't <laughs> like, <laughs> I won't I, like, I respect the joke. Okay. I won't burn you by saying what show it is, but there is a semi beloved, um, recent sitcom that I know you don't like because mm. you can feel the writers trying <laughs> Yeah, um, it, I feel like I'm in the writer's room every time I watch said <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, that is a, a, a criticism I often have. Yeah, don't try mm. and figure it out. Don't put me on no. blast. Oh, God. <laughs> Cancelled on the last episode of my own show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine. Um, yes, but yeah, unfortunately, no one can get in to see um, the Great Oz. Why not? Mm. No one knows. He's gaslighting the whole population. Um, yeah. uh, but yes, they um, all they 
they say, but we have proof that we've been sent by Glenda the Good Witch uh, because she's wearing the ruby slippers. Dorothy's, Dorothy's wearing the slippers. And they're like, oh, well, why didn't you say so? Come on <laughs> in then. Um, and then, yeah, they get pulled in a horse-drawn carriage through the town of Oz, or to the town of um, the Emerald City, I guess, um, with the horse of a different color. Because oh, um, he says, he says, that's the horse of a different color. Um, which I guess it, it is a saying. Um, <laughs> no one can deny it is a saying. Not worth drawing out a joke this long, I think. They're, yeah, they they painted, they sure did paint a horse three <laughs> different colors um, for this. Like, I do like that it changes color every time they cut away. I think that they yeah. committed well to it, but it's just like, probably not good for the horse. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah. Um, As they're painting the horse, the horse is like, so this is going to be a really good joke, right? Like, people are going to love this. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, this is all anyone's going to talk about, about Wizard of Oz. (laughs) And, like, no one remembers that it's a thing. (laughs) Yeah. I bet if you Google, like, Wizard of Oz color, you're just going to get Pink Floyd's Any Color You Like. All the the films in color. Yeah. getting no horse. Technicolor. Yeah. Yeah. A film of a different color. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I guess it could have been like the, one of the first times they could even do a gag like this. So that's pretty that's cool, true. I suppose. Yeah. That's novel. We get a song here about laughing the day away in the merry old land of Oz, <laughs> uh, which is, yeah, it's strange. Like, it's like the opening song to Beauty and the Beast <laughs> in a weird yeah. way. Just like doing our work and having a good time laughing away the day (laughs) you know and they get all like brushed up and presentable at this uh the wash and brush up co um to go and see the wizard they get all like dolled up um over the like not frightened of dying ad lib for some reason in the middle of great gig (laughs) um (laughs) The scarecrow gets restuffed with um, straw and Tin Man gets like buff, physically buffed up by like car buffers, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dorothy and the Cowardly Lion just get like a full like Manny Petty. But that's it. Um, Yeah. I just uh, I kind of hate the Emerald City and everything that it represents. (laughs) it's just such corporate <laughs> BS, man. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, what I do love is that the lion's little bow is going to stay in his hair for the rest of the movie. <laughs> for the whole movie. Yeah. yeah, that's very good. He's he's found a new a new life for himself. Yeah. He's learning. Um, but yes, as money comes back in, as we get the ching of money coming in, the witch reappears in the sky and does some quite complicated sky writing that says yeah. surrender Dorothy, which is such a boss villain move, <laughs> like writing not like short words in smoke yeah. um, using your broomstick. Um, pretty impressive villain move love it <laughs> it's 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 also like a double meaning because she she could be saying like surrender dorothy to me to like the population ah. of the city but is also saying like surrender dorothy <laughs> give up now <laughs> like pretty great <laughs> what a smart yeah, message whoa. um but yeah everyone um like panics and runs away because the wicked witch is here 
and mm. they run up to try and see the advisor um, to the wizard who's at the door of the like big palace in the Emerald City. Um, who's like, oh yeah, there's nothing to worry about. Um, don't worry about that witch. Everything's fine. Um, uh, but unfortunately, no one can see the wizard. Nobody can see him. Not nobody. No how. Mm. Um, and uh, they say that um, she is Dorothy. Um, the witch is Dorothy. You know that one. And yeah. so the uh, the guy goes to like announce the group um, to the wizard. Uh, and yeah, he's like going off and doing that while we have a, a little interlude song, the second song from the Cowardly Lion about how he's going to be king of the forest, um, <laughs> which is great. Uh, <laughs> we're getting the like sex solo and the money solo yeah. um, coming in. Uh, and yeah, he's just singing about all the, like he's saying, pre prefixing his song about how everyone's going to show him respect as the true king of the animal kingdom uh, once he gets his courage, you see. Mm. Um, it's real just can't wait to be king energy. It um, is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do love um, they like roll out a green carpet for him uh, and like attach another like rug to him as like a big cape um, and the tin man smashes a pot plant to create a crown yeah um, all very good stuff all good they're like, such supportive friends like yeah. if i burst into song i don't know if my mates are gonna wreck someone else's pot plant and carpet <laughs> to create you a crown <laughs> yeah yeah i do my favorite oh. one of these lines that he says here he says what makes the muskrat guard <laughs> his musk courage yeah. <laughs> what what does that mean <laughs> It's gross, whatever it means. Yeah. Do we want to guard our musks? Is that what we're all not doing right? If you're a musk rat, I would, you know, it's in <laughs> yeah. the name, you know, it you separates gotta... the musk rats from the rats, from the Courage. rats. <laughs> it's the musk that makes us rise above. Whoa. There you go. Yeah. Um, but sadly. Uh, this song was for nothing because the wizard comes, uh, not the wizard, sorry. The advisor to the wizard comes mm. back and says, go away. <laughs> um, you can't come in. And so the journey was for nothing. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy collapses into tears and says that she'll never get to bet a chance to go back and say that she's sorry to Arnie M. Mm. Who is, of course, sick and dying after she's run away <laughs> for all she knows. Yeah. Um, in her mind, she's feeling massive guilt about the whole thing. Um, and the advisor is watching from this little like porthole in the, in the door and is just crying like way too much. Someone's poured yeah. like a whole bucket of water onto this man's face. Well, the he tears are above soaked. his eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how how sad this man is. He's got full mm -hmm. projectile tears <laughs> just coming out of his entire eye. <laughs> yeah. He's um, crying himself sweaty. He's yeah, he's all yeah. Over. It's gross. Um <laughs> but yeah, he begs her not to cry and he says, "I'll get you into sing see the wizard somehow." And so the doors ominously open. As we tail out of money and go into us and them for another perfect sync on a scene transition. Yeah. Um, wild. 
Yeah, us and them as we are in this scary corridor going to see yeah. the wizard. Scary songs uh, for scary corridors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we go into his chambers and we uh, see the wizard himself, who is a big floating green head in some smoke in front of like a church organ of pipes um, kind of looking thing. Um, yeah. And like big torches, sconces erupting in flames. Uh, he's got a great look, the wizard. Mm. He's got a whole thing going. Big yeah. and dramatic. You know he's, he's spent Oz- a long time building this look. Yeah, he has. He's, he's mm. got the capital of the city behind him and he is Oz the Great <laughs> and Powerful, Gareth. He can do what mm-hmm. he wants. Um, yes, they all cower before him and like try to introduce themselves, but he cuts them off. Uh, he's sassing them directly, just th- throwing insults at them, being a nasty yeah. wizard. This guy's a, he's one of the bad wizards, <laughs> you know? Um, but yes, uh, insulting them, terrifying them. Um, and the big floaty head says that the wizard has every intention of granting their requests, but they have to prove themselves. They've got to prove themselves worthy by retrieving the broomstick of the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, yeah, quite the feat. Mm. Uh, Pink Floyd do sing uh, Black and Blue as part of this Us and Them sequence. And the smoke briefly is black and blue when they say that. So that's pretty cool. Like that's th- wild, There's a lot yeah. of like flashing lights um, and the smoke changes a bunch of different colors. But yeah, it is black and blue when Pink Floyd sing Black and Blue. So nice. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, like, oh my gosh, they, it's the only reason they would have said that lyric. You know, they wanted to say black and white, right? Until they, when they look over at their screen that's playing Wizard of Oz and have to be like, well, sorry guys, black and blue. Yep, black and white. Who knows which is which and what is right? (laughs) We can't use that anymore. (laughs) Back to the drawing board, boys. Dang it. Um, Yeah. But he scares them off. The wizard scares the crew out of the room. The lion gets so scared, he jumps through a window. <laughs> just out. He can't even make it through the long, ominous hallway. Just leaps straight <laughs> through a window. <laughs> so good. Um, and then, yeah. So, they set off into back, in, back through the spooky forest um, in order to find the Wicked Witch's castle and get her mm. broom. Um, there's like a terrifying face in the trees here, um, like a like a model. There's lots of like scary little faces embedded in trees, but there's one in particular that terrified me <laughs> as a little kid. Um, and there's a, there's a very delightful sign here saying that this is the haunted forest. It's a, there's a lot of information on this sign. It says haunted yeah, forest, which is castle one mile. And I'd turn back if I were you. It's like a sign addendum, which yeah. is very funny. Uh, it's like it's the the saying for the haunted forest. Like, you know how there's like the town <laughs> maxim that's printed on the town signs. It's yeah. haunted forest. I'd turn back if I were you. <laughs> Welcome to scenic haunted forest. Yeah. Um, Their tourism board really needs to have a second meeting on that on that sign. <laughs> Um, yes, the witch is stoked by this turn of events. She's like, ah, yes, come into my domain. She's watching on the little crystal ball 
and she's like sends out her um, flying monkey army after them. She says, "Fly, mm. my pretties," and sends them out. Um, and yeah, they're like are zooming in, very much like uh, like World War planes. Yeah, <laughs> um, it looks terrifying. <laughs> yeah, very scary. You just see them like coming in like bomber jets on the horizon. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, and it's also that like big uh yeah of um us and them yeah them coming in and attacking is also very scary because they just like Mm. lift dorothy off and capture her and toto um and yeah it's it's rough they're like swarming in there's hundreds of these dudes um uh the scarecrow gets like literally torn apart and delivers one of the funniest lines (laughs) this (laughs) delivery from the scarecrow is possibly the best in the whole movie because he's like way too animated for his own goods (laughs) he's like they first they tore my legs off and they threw them over there and then they tore my chest off and they threw it over there (laughs) it's like all right dude (laughs) maybe relax Just don't lose your oh. head about it next. Oh my oh. gosh, this guy! It's just and then it's just matched by the best, like little under, like muttered, like whispered, thrown away joke from um old Tin Man, where it's like, "Well, that's you all over." Yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. Oh, that's a tasty wee joke that would mm. just is like not at all dwelled on. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. It's like class because they all kind of get mm. their big like their big chuckle moments here, and like he does the he just yeah he was it's like um you know the classic New Zealand thing that if someone's trying too hard you call them a tryhard and you've won mm-hmm. so by doing like a quieter joke oh you've won so smart what a guy yeah. apparently he was a bit of a meanie on set though because his makeup was the easiest oh. well like you know probably poisonous but like, <laughs> I mean, the easiest for him the to get run. around yeah. <laughs> So, like, during lunch, he could eat all the normal human food and the poor, like, lion and um, scarecrow were stuck eating, like, the simplest food to get past their, like, insane latex. So, he'd just, like, sit in front of them eating, like, a sandwich or some soup or something and having a great time. (laughs) That's really mean. Yeah. (laughs) If he only had a heart, Gareth, that behavior would be beyond him, you know? Gosh. Method acting. (laughs) Just has to be a jerk. He's yeah. like, I'm sorry, I don't have a heart. <laughs> but the lion wouldn't stand up to him because he didn't have the courage. No. And then Scarecrow couldn't think of any way to get back at him. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, but they've got to put it, put themselves back together and get uh, get out there to rescue Dorothy. Um, and uh, we see um, here in the, um, the witch's uh, domain, her tower... Mm. um toto has been put in a picnic basket again which i love that as like a duality thing the idea that a witch has a picnic basket is great as (laughs) well (laughs) just for which finally i get to use this thing yes i don't know what it was for it was my dog (laughs) baskets just a good little duality thing Mm. um Yes. Uh, so she uses uh, Toto as again leverage to get what she wants. Um, uh, she wants to get the slippers, um, yeah. and she like tries to get them, 
but um, to like take them off of Dorothy's feet, but she can't because she's repelled by their magic with like mm. the best special effect ever. It's like yeah. drawn directly onto the film, this like electricity that hits her. I'm pretty sure she goes like, yeah. Yeah. When it hits her as well, which is great. Um, but yeah, she can't even touch them. Uh, just witch rules, I guess. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. She's like, ah, the slippers won't come off so long as Dorothy is alive. Um, and uh, it's, it's at this point that she, yeah, she uses the the like big hourglass telling her how long she has left to live. Yeah, She's like, well, I'll come up. and get you when the hourglass is out. It's like a widow of the web move, you know, that <laughs> classic that everyone knows. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to explain it. If you've listened no. to a hundred episodes of this show, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You're all about you. the widow of the web. Yeah. Rep the widow. <laughs> <laughs> like all logic says this should be like a good crossover episode that anyone can jump in on and we're like no no mm-hmm. 15 minutes devoted to pokemon the widow of yep. the web yeah yeah no explanation <laughs> moving swiftly yeah. on um yeah uh toto again manages to escape the basket very much like he did in uh earth realm he managed to <laughs> Um, escape and here in Oz using the same method his little dog um, lock picking skills coming into play um, mm. and yeah he like, escapes not only the basket but the whole castle he does like a heroic leap off of the yeah, drawbridge and escapes while being chased by monkey men um, good stuff yeah <laughs> uh, yeah powerful dog he's gonna go get the friends to save the day um Yes. Uh, Dorothy, yeah, gets shown this uh, hourglass, what of the web, um, yeah. and is locked in the room and uh, collapses down and starts crying, calling out to Auntie M, saying that she's frightened. And suddenly on the witch's crystal ball, um, we see Auntie M in, yeah. on Earth in black and white, uh, <laughs> just uh, calling out and wondering where Dorothy is, hoping that she is safe. Um but Aniem can't hear that Dorothy is calling out to her. It's very sad. Um, mm. Yeah. Again, reinforcing this uh, wanting to go back home um, should never have run away mentality. Um, yeah. Very confusing for the rules of the film though. And yeah. that if this is uh, spoiler all a dream, mm-hmm. then yeah. What? Who's, who's Auntie M talking to? Yeah, don't know. I think it's just like a manifestation of guilt kind of thing, right? Like she's picturing Auntie M in that situation, but this is like she gets to see it in the witch's crystal ball, you know? Yeah, that checks out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Because then like just on this note, like with all these sequels and spinoffs like Return to Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful 2013, Wicked, Mm -hmm. Is it all still taking place in Dorothy's mind? Has she just got like this amazing deep dreams that yeah. people have made into Broadway sensations now? Probably. I think so. Okay. I, that's that's how I would plant it. That that yeah. makes the most that anything else makes less sense, I think. So Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe yeah. like for every movie, people just go and visit this old woman in Kansas and ask her to tell them their tell- most recent dream. And they walk back, <laughs> make a picture. 
They say, spin me your tail, tailsman. <laughs> uh, and she's like, I dreamt the moon fell. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> good like, one. Right. All right, maybe. It's a mega I, structure. <laughs> I dreamt that Jane Fonda led a workout. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, interesting. Man. Uh... <laughs> I can't think, I'm trying to think of another one, but these are the only recent ones of memory, you know, <laughs> just like, just those two, you know, that's all there was. There was there's asleep, only been a hundred movies, so. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we've always said every movie ever made. Yeah. And we've stuck to it. We've covered all a hundred movies. Yeah. Any movie, any other movie we've referenced has just been the dreams of a different old woman from Kansas. Yeah. Different old yeah. Kansas woman. Anything else just doesn't make as much sense. So no, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. you always think we're surprising each other when we choose these movies, but we both went on the field trip and visited the Kansas woman, and she gave us a hundred yeah. films. It's been a surprise to both of us this whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and that's this, yeah. That's the reason we've, we're retiring at a hundred. Is she, that was it? And she's the said Kansas she's, grab bag. You should just <laughs> stop speaking to us. She yeah. stopped. She stopped replying to our email chain. Yeah, if you know how to get in touch with old Dorothy, please yep. let us know. We'll yep. kick this back off. Send us a text. At, send yeah. us a send us a text. I've never done that call to action before. Yeah, and our phone numbers are yeah. <laughs> Singfloypod at gmail.com. That makes the most sense. If you can mm. somehow send a text to that, I'd be really impressed. Um, <laughs> anyway, Toto makes a little heroic journey down the cliff. Um, but a very strenuous journey for a tiny little yeah. real dog. Um, going to find the boys and lead them up to Dorothy, who um, are also scaling the cliffs, cliffs in the opposite mm. direction. Um uh, we get into brain damage kicking in as we approach the castle from below and look up at it. The witch's scary castle. Um, and we have the guards down below doing their guard song, which yes. is, again, synonymous with this movie. That whenever I imagine anyone guarding anything in my head, I sing the song. Oh, we oh, we yes. Every time. It's just like. Mm -hmm. That's just how that is. That's the God song, <laughs> you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. I love that song. Like, yeah, you don't need your long, long ding dong. The Wicked Witch is dead or what makes the muskrats muskrat regard as musk. You just give us a whole movie of oils. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, it's like the recent resurgence of sea shanties, you mm. know, coming back into the into the cultural zeitgeist. You just need the everyone to sing along and know the words, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get all the lyrics involved. Are all we owe. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to mess that one up. Good times. <laughs> when we're down guard in the castle in the spooky mm. forest. Um Yes. The lion like plucks himself all, uh, up all brave to get in there and save Dorothy. Um and as they move on to go in there, they get ambushed behind from behind by guards and have like a sort of Scooby-Doo Looney Tunes fight yeah. <laughs> where it's just like a spiral of arms and things being thrown around <laughs> from behind the rocks, which I quite like that they have. Yeah. That. Uh, and then, yeah, this is like cut away from to them all dressed in the guards outfits. So 
they they won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trio of Scarecrow, Tin Man, and Cowardly Lion defeated these armed guards. So good for yeah. them. <laughs> I feel like Toto did most of the work. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Although we're going to learn somewhat soon that in fact we already we've completely skated over the terrifying fact that the scarecrow has a gun oh yeah oh my god i forgot (laughs) yes oh my god when they came into the forest sorry sorry yes i forgot to mention this oh my god they're all armed they're like they've prepared themselves in the emerald city to go and hunt down the witch the lion's got like a big net um Mm. and I think the uh, the the Tin Man has his axe and like some other kind of weapon as well, and then yeah, the Scarecrow just has a gun. <laughs> Which... Yeah, like an earth gun. Like yeah, one of the ones pistol. not designed for hunting, for for murdering, for killing a man in the wild yeah. west. <laughs> yeah. Cold, like dead, <laughs> wild. Love it. Where did he get it? What is going on in Oz, <sighs> man? That they have guns. Incredible. Why right? Why it's- is no one talking about it? I'm so glad we circled back to this. I, I completely spaced. Thank Same. you. Same, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Because, like, yeah, it's no doubt they beat these guards as they had, you know, the Earth technology that was ruined Earth. Yeah, the I guess. <laughs> had a gun. Not only that, they had, like, an axe and a big net. I think they were pretty yeah. well equipped, actually. Yeah, honestly, they could have stormed the castle no disguise. Yeah, damn, got there. Just take them all on. Get out, get dunked, monkey boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they sneak into the uh, the issue with our Uwiu song, uh, the guardsman song, is that it is very easy to replicate and join in on if you're in disguise, if you're incognito as a guard. Mm. So... That is the one downfall of that track, I must say, because the boys sure do sneak in behind the rest of them and get inside over the drawbridge. Um, Yeah, they run on in uh, up the stairs to try and find Dorothy. Um, And uh, yeah, they try and um, the Tin Man tries to like break down the door with his axe. Um, But as they're running out of time uh, on the hourglass here, um unfortunately um Mm. but yeah they managed to get the door down and uh reunited um as as we're in eclipse and they're running to get away but the door slams behind them and the witch has like cornered them here Mm. um and she's right here as the hourglass has run out and so has the album right on (laughs) right here um yes both playthrough two we end and this uh and poor dorothy uh out of time um and yeah the guards assemble and uh uh try and corner them um but scarecrow uh drops a chandelier on them using uh the uh using the tin man's axe to yeah. like slice it down very good um again his idea nice stuff mm-hmm. um chases them uh they get chased out of the room as we go into the heartbeats between the plays and they're just like running along the like tower ramparts of the of the castle um they get cornered in this little like room together um uh, flanked on either side uh and yeah the witch comes in to taunt them and says that yeah she'll uh 
now that Dorothy has like been reunited with her friends, she's going to take them out. She'll be the last to die is what she says. <laughs> She'll be killing all the friends in front of her, which is pretty rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. Her first act of cruelty is to set uh, the scarecrow on fire once more. We've already seen her fireball magic. She uses it again. But since they're backed up into this little room, uh, Dorothy quickly thinking moves to put the fire out by uh, there's a nearby bucket of water, which is just sitting on a table here. Um, yep. The classic up in the tower bucket of water that you always have, <laughs> mm. you know, in case there's a fire breaking out in the castle. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta Especially, you know, nothing bad's going to come of having water in your own home. So, yeah, have a yeah. bucket of water sitting on the table of your castle. Absolutely. Um, mm. Unfortunately, uh, not great for the witch. She gets hit by the water accidentally um, through no fault of Dorothy's and uh, melts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One weakness, it turns out, uh, getting hit by water. Um, melts away into the ground for a long time. Lots of screaming. <laughs> yeah. um, however, this screaming does sync really well with Speak to Me coming back in and the screams yeah. aligning with that. Um, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Yeah, very good. Oh. Uh, and yeah, How do it- you find this surprise she melts if she gets wet? Because it's not set up in the slightest. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she should have turned down a glass of water somewhere earlier in the, <laughs> in the story. Water? No, thanks. No, I can't. I've got to get mm. back to being evil. <laughs> you right? know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just, it needed yeah, some kind of setting up. It's like Chekhov. It's, yeah, just an un-Chekhov. You didn't check off that Chekhov gun, you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Yeah, she's. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's 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 good. Like it's it's fine. She they really do need some way of defeating her. Um, yeah, and the fact that it's something it's not- as weird and arcane as she is, I'm I'm kind of on board with it. You know. Mm. Yeah, and I guess it like it shows the film's not really about defeating a witch. It's about yeah, you know what they have to find themselves. Yeah, yeah, because the yeah. final act of this is great and like. It, it, it is pretty wild that there's this big showdown here, like in the, like right at the end of like act two, I guess, or like, mm. like we've got probably about like 20 ish minutes left of the movie, I think. But, um, yeah, but yeah, it's like, it's cool that the like big final confrontation with the main villain, we've still got quite a bit to go, but because we've got like the lessons of the movie to come, you know, mm. the villain's barely involved. She's just like a force of evil. Um, in their way. Yeah. 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 I'm for it. I just, yeah, yeah. I wish, I kind of wish there'd been more of a setup, but then I'm also kind of, it's cool that it comes out yeah. of nowhere and it's so, as you said, brutal and screaming. Yeah. It's interesting as well. Cause like in real life in Dorothy's real life, um, the character Almira isn't even like, she's a villain obviously, but she also doesn't matter. Like the point is that she's like, um, there are going to be people in your life that are going to be nasty or evil, right? Yes. Um, and they can be safely moved on from and ignored, you know? It's like you just don't put up with those people in your life. Um, oh, that's beautiful. I kinda, I, I, yeah, I feel like that's the lesson, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we've done it. All right. Oh, another film solved by us. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> Put it in the books. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, so we're getting our third playthrough. Um, Breathe coming in here is there's nothing left of the witch but a hat and broomstick on the ground. Um, the, her guards immediately, like, turn coat as well. They're like, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. All hail Dorothy <laughs> for, like, taking care of another wicked witch. They <laughs> reprise the ding-dong the witch is dead as well, mm. which is hilarious. Um, they they also know it. It's just a thing in this land <laughs> that you sing this song. It's the the witch death anthem. Yeah. Um, Again, maybe if there was a nicer songs for the witches, they wouldn't. Yeah. But who's to say? Who who knows? Um. But yes. Uh. So they immediately head back to the wizard with the uh, witch's broomstick. Their their well earned reward. And the wizard's like, ah, you liquidated her, eh? <laughs> That's how he puts it. Which is like she's a fungible asset or something. <laughs> so good. Um, and he's like, no, well, uh, go away and come back tomorrow. And Dorothy complains that she wants to go back home now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the crew rally behind her after this adventure. Um and yeah, they're arguing with the wizard as Toto jumps out of Dorothy's arms and sneaks behind a curtain, pulling it back to reveal the true wizard at the controls of a machine. He's putting on this big show. He's the true Oz here. It's just a man. Mm. Um, yeah, a showman, if you will. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he was like misleading them that he was great and powerful and uh misleading everyone in the emerald city as well he's just a a a man who found himself in a strange situation much like dorothy did you know yeah and everyone assumed that he was a wizard because of the nature of his arrival and he just went along with that (laughs) (laughs) you know because it got him some big head machine and there he goes yeah you know how to make a big head machine sometimes (laughs) you know just part of your circus act i don't know um but anyway, his lesson here again is to he lies to all of the characters or like tells like half truths um in order to for the greater good. He's like um yeah, he instead of giving each of the characters what they asked for, he gives them the confidence to believe in themselves. Mm. Um and like proving that they had what they were looking for all along, really. Um, which is very clever. It's really well done. Um, mm. It's also really well written. He says things like to the scarecrow, he's like, anybody can have a brain. Where I'm from, there are universities where people come out and think great thoughts with no more brains than you have. And I'm like, man, speaking truth, <laughs> truth <laughs> to power to the university experience. Um, <laughs> and he says, yes, but they have something you don't have a diploma. <laughs> And he gives him a diploma, like one of three that he has with him, which is hysterical. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, he gives him a, a doctorate in thinkology. Uh, and the scarecrow is very thrilled with this. Um, and yeah, uh, he goes from here to the lion who is a victim of, he says, you're a victim of disorganized thinking. You say, uh, you run away from danger, thinking that that is cowardice, uh, but you are in fact confusing cowardice with wisdom, (laughs) which is great. Um, 
He says um, he's met heroes with no more courage than he has, but they had something that he didn't have, a medal. And so, Mm. he awards him the Triple Cross for Outstanding Valor and Bravery, (laughs) which is great. It's this enormous medal that just says courage on it, (laughs) Um, which is so good. Um, And the Tin Man, he says... You don't know how lucky you are <laughs> for not what, not having a heart. Hearts will never be practical until they can be made unbreakable, mm. which is like, damn, what a line. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you uh, think he only sent them away because he had to rehearse all these killer lines? Like, maybe he's not just pulling these out of nowhere. These are so good. Um, oh, I, I love all of them. Uh, the fact that here he can't say philanthropists, he's <laughs> just like stumbling over the world he's like for where i'm from there are filler filler there are there are good deed doers (laughs) but they have something you don't have a testimonial um which is interesting uh (laughs) and he gives him a like heart-shaped locket um thing uh, which is, a, he says, his final line to him is another banger line. He says, a heart is not judged by how much you love, but how much you are loved by others. Which is like, yes. wow. God, that's a good line. Um, mm. And yeah, um, here when the, the Tin Man is getting his heart, I do want to point out, he's like, he comments that it ticks uh, because there's a clock embedded into it. Unfortunately, we are in mid on the run here. We aren't in yes. time. So that would if, have felt so good. It would have felt amazing if we were both both references to the Tin Man's heart were in uh, were in here, like with the with heartbeats, and then with with time coming in for the ticking. That would have been great. Like, but no, sadly not for this mm. round. But that's okay. Um. Dorothy, her problem is more difficult. She wants to get home to Kansas and the wizard says, the only way we can do that is for me to take you back myself. Mm. Um, We do get the crash sound here, not really syncing with much other than the wizard explaining um, how he came to Oz. He arrived as part of a traveling carnival who um, has the hot air balloons for which were swept away by a big storm. And... He has been preparing this balloon for a journey back home. Uh, And thankfully, it is ready now in time for Dorothy to come along. And yeah, Mm. we we cut here immediately to the whole city gathered with the wizard giving like a public address to the whole of the Emerald City. And um, he says, um, yes, I'll be going on a journey into the outer stratosphere. And he puts uh, the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Lion all in charge um, for their outstanding uh, brains, heart and courage uh, yeah. until until they return, which is great. It's so good. Uh, as they uh, are making ready to leave, Toto spies a cat in the crowd. Cats, mm. Cannon and Oz. Who knew? I guess they've got lions, so it's fine. But there's like a Siamese <laughs> cat being held by an Emerald City person. Um, and it, it, Toto leaps off to go and attack it. Um, and in the kerfuffle, everyone lets go of the rope. And the wizard's balloon flies off. 
yeah. And they're like, why don't you come back? Come back. And he says, I can't come back. I don't know how it works, <laughs> which is great. He just is flying away, not understanding how a hot air balloon can get back down. What a strange character, eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> what a weird You're not going to make the wizard like this in any other movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thing <laughs> is, there's not a lot of great ways to get a hot air balloon down. Um, yeah, that's true. Fun fact. Yeah, they sort of just like drift down where they where they do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um and you've got to you got to align yourself you got to keep yourself up until you can land it safely in a safe area um yeah there are methods obviously like you can drop a rope once you're close enough to the ground to be like pulled to the correct Mm. place but like you know (laughs) it's it's still like a long time there's no easy way to get down (laughs) Mm. in the wizard's defense here um but yeah, bizarre that he's like a positive charlatan in a children's movie, you know? Yeah. What a good guy. Yeah. Oh, it's like well. him and the the like magic beans guy in um, James and the Giant Peach come to mind. <laughs> you know, they're like cut from the same cloth in my mind. Mm. So, the wizard's gone and now Dorothy's only way home has disappeared and she begins to cry again because she's got no way home now. Um, and the, all of her friends say, they suggest that they stay with them. Um, but she's too worried about her aunt and uncle and is feeling too guilty about that, about disappearing. Um, we get times vocal, vocal coming back in as, uh, Glinda, the good witch, uh, reappears in her magical bubble and floats down the, like one of the only remaining witches on Oz, um, we never see the Witch of the South, I will say. Yeah. Um, don't know what's so going on So, I looked into her. that and uh, Glinda is actually the Witch of the South in the book and everything. Oh. And the a real Witch of the North is a good witch who's just like an old lady. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. I'm on yeah. board with that. I know. I was all ready to be like, hey, what do you reckon the South Witch is like? And then I was just like, oh, okay. No, they're I kind feel of nailed like- it. Maybe the reveal would be that the Witch of the North is Arnie M. Like, it is a yes. representation of her, like, the exact same actress or something. That would be cool. Yeah. You know? I wonder why. I think in some stage versions, they're the same. Uh, Glinda and, and Arnie M are the same. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Mm. But it's just not done in this for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah. Uh, she comes down and reveals that Dorothy had the power to get home whenever she wanted um but she had to learn her lesson Mm. first and we're going to get into the lesson here um she says if i ever go looking for my heart's desire again i won't go further than my own backyard because if it isn't there then i've never really lost it to begin with that's the moral of the wizard of oz is don't dream big (laughs) yeah don't Don't go chasing waterfalls yeah don't run over the rainbow because you might just miss the things that you have right now. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if it's a great message. <laughs> you no. know, like you can still like chase your dreams and be in touch with your aunt and uncle. You, yeah. You know, <sighs> we all have aunts and uncles. It's like help out on the farm forever. It's like the reverse of Star Wars's moral. <laughs> yeah. You know? Hang out and farm moisture for the rest of your life, Dorothy. (laughs) You know? 
I don't know. Yeah. It's it's so strange, but I don't know. I think it's possibly just times have changed since the moral of the Wizard of Oz was applicable. Um, oh, 100%. Like, Chase Your Dreams is now, like, built into every film, every song, yeah. every everything. Yeah. We've got modern Oz uh, taken mm. over, you know? The new Oz yeah. of, the, of the modern films telling us how to live our lives much clearer. Um, yeah, I would love it, like, a big big movie like coming out like a pixar that just tells you like yeah go back to bed and then um <laughs> you know do all your chores please stop trying to make it as a singer you're yeah a, you're give a up on your dreams <laughs> yeah yeah you're a you're a rat you're not don't don't try to cook yeah and then like everyone at pixar just quits <laughs> they just <laughs> all give up and they just the studio falls Whoa, just in a big performance art piece and they just start a pixar farm <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> the Pixar farm. Yeah, they but then, like over lamps. the next twenty-five years, these vegetables just get critically acclaimed. Oh yeah! <laughs> like man, this carrot has something for everyone. It's not just for the kids. Yeah. Pixar's Veggie Tales. Yeah, yeah. Spin Hell us a yeah. Veggie Tale, Veggie Tale spinner. <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, so she's learned this valuable lesson and um, yeah, she says, gives a teary goodbye to everybody over the time solo. Um, yeah, she says that she's going to miss the scarecrow most of all, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's weird that she ranks her friends at the end, <laughs> but fair play. Out I guess of nowhere. I guess she's technically been with him the longest, so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess like the implications that she's been there for a few days. I think she says at the end. So maybe yeah. during that walk that we don't see between meeting yeah. the scarecrow and the apples, they had like, the whole oh, apples thing. Yeah, yeah, deep heart to heart. That you know, obviously the Tin Man can't get involved in. <laughs> oh no, is stonewalling you the whole trip? Yeah. Oh man. Whenever I'm like about to leave a job, like, you know, move on to another job, I always catch myself choosing just a random person who I don't know at all and just be like, and I'll miss you of all. <laughs> you most of all. And I never say it out loud, but one day I will. That's really good. I think I'll miss you most of all. Yeah, even if you're not leaving. I might start do the reverse of that and start writing that in everybody's like goodbye cards. <laughs> <laughs> when they leave out my work it's be like i think i'll miss you most of all and they're like i'm the only one leaving <laughs> yeah. well i guess you're like now beating everyone else who's written in the card you're like no 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 i'll miss you most I'm, of all you're my favorite <laughs> <laughs> it's really good um but yes all she all she needed to do was click her heels three times and repeat the phrase there's no place like home. Mm. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, we have the tempo change in time as this happens. She clicks her heels and we have the house crashing back down at like overlaid over her like focusing. Um, and for the tempo change, as we return to black and white, Pink Floyd sing home, home again. When we crash yeah. back into the black and white world and she's back home. Amazing. Um, mm. Dorothy tries to explain what happened on her trip. Um, she's certain that it wasn't a dream. 
that she had. It was a place and all of all of the people in her life were there. She says, you were there and you were there and you were there. And um, yeah, we get into great gig for the wrap up of the movie. Um, she says, I kept saying to everyone, I want to go home. And they sent me home. <laughs> Just like <laughs> such a like thing to say after a dream, such a little kid way of saying yeah. things. It's very good. <laughs> um, and yeah, the moral of the moral is put into sharp focus. Home is great. Home's the best. I'm never leaving mm. home again. Um, and we have the final lines. Uh, she's saying, I love you all. And, and Auntie M, there's no place like home. And we have the end. Yeah. Um, appearing on screen for the, yeah, the great gig vocal coming in. And that's the film for the hundredth time. Gareth. Yeah. What I'm did you very think? terrified as you're how- about to ask me. Yeah. What did you think and how did it sink? Ah. Ah. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. There's boy, like- boy, boy. The human need to tell a story, you know, the human need to find a story in something. And it's what's led this entire journey, the entire discovery of like this movie syncing with uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just the brain wants the two things to connect. It's just one day somebody watched them both at the same time. They connected them and it's all gone wild since then. Yeah. And- we find ourselves in a similar pattern. Like this is the end. This is the wrap up of our show. Yeah. I want there to be some sort of twist. Like, nah, it didn't sink well enough. It's actually a two or like, cause we've learned yeah. so much, but we have to admit that it does sink very, very well. Very well. Yeah. And we're kind of, yeah, we don't get that beautiful bit of storytelling. It's a lot like, real life or like throwing water on a witch is sometimes there isn't a great setup and way to tie it back together sometimes you've just melted a witch and you've got to admit that's how we beat the witch yeah so yeah i I think i think we've got a nine or a ten yeah i think it's i think we've got it i don't think it's a perfect sink i will say no i don't think i think there are like better experiences that we've had with syncing mm-hmm. movies on our show. And you can see them all at Sync Floyd Pod on <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> etc. Yeah, um, you can see that platforms. them in order on Letterboxd, Sync Floyd yeah. Pod or Sync Floyd. Um, but it was definitely good. I'm very happy with it as an experience. And it makes perfect sense to me that people do see an alignment in this in this uh, movie with, with mm. the album. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, after watching it, uh, I actually synced the movie twice to make sure, um, once taking notes and once watching all the way through, um, as like a sort of like wrap up (laughs) just for me, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, it it legitimately is a very enjoyable experience. Um, Mm. and yeah, I was, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's perfect, but I was very happy with it. So I think, I think I'm happy giving it a nine, a nine out of 10. Yeah um yeah yeah Yeah, i think like in terms of just an enjoyable watch i think i would watch this again with yeah um pink floyd and like just looking at our top 10 like i think jaws i'll probably just watch clean independence day i'll probably watch with pink floyd cocoon i'd watch Mm -hmm. with pink floyd again and march of the penguins i definitely would watch again 
with Pink Floyd. <laughs> so maybe it slots Hell in yeah. just behind March of the Penguins. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, the other, the other black and white movie that we watched. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't be that on that note. Um, <laughs> for all of you that have joined us on this adventure, like in any way, shape or form, you've listened to a couple minutes and gone, not for me, or you've stuck with it all the way through or yeah. dipped in and out when you just recognized a movie or dipped in and out when like, You've just really had nothing else to do that day and felt like just chucking on this podcast. And we thank you. We thank you all. We thank the people who don't listen even. We thank the world. Yeah. And next week, we're going to just kind of, you know, we've talked about how I'm steering now at a list. We've mm-hmm. talked about graphs. We've talked about talked a lot about of things. We're going to just take you home with what we've learned when it comes to syncing with Dark Side of the Moon next week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it should be a fun little little uh, little bit of dessert, little post-credit yes. scene. Who's a wrap-up and a refresh on yeah. St. Floyd and the experience next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'd like to sincerely thank remarks. you, James Barron, for being oh. along for this ride. I couldn't have asked for a better co-host. It's very nice. It's James Barron, folks. And yeah. Thank you, Gareth. I had a great oh. time recording the show with you as well the whole time. It's, yeah, it's good stuff. I, I, it is great. good stuff. I wouldn't, wouldn't change it for the world. Um, yeah, just just good vibes at the end of Sink Floyd. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, catch us next week for for the wrap up um, and yeah, and the graph and all that and some potentially yeah. some fun surprises um, and yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, yeah, write in with what you thought of the show or the, um, or if you've had a synced experience that you think we've missed, let us mm. know. We might come back and do a special report someday. Who knows? Um, yeah. 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 Uh, this isn't the end of us collaborating on something, Joe. I'm so sure. Yes. Don't want to lose my access to having you have to yes and me. <laughs> <laughs> It's a powerful resource that I need. Yes, an untapped vein that delves much deeper. Yes, Gareth. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, until... Well, oh, gosh. I'll just have to cl- come out clean and say it, folks. Mm-hmm. I've been Gareth Blackler. I've been James Barron. And we'll see you on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon. Yeah! Oh my!